Hello and welcome to the 8R Notes podcast. My name is Nick and I'm here with Kate, who's one of our forum superstars. Kate, tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi everyone. Uh, like Nick said, my name's Kate. I am one of the national moderators on the forum. Uh, I've been around for a couple of years now. Uh, I've just finished my second year of physio and I love cats and that's about it. can definitely confirm that Kate loves cats. It's a bit of a special episode um, today. We've kind of put out the feelers to our uh, audience and got some questions submitted to us. So today what we're going to do, Kate, is I'll just kind of run through some uh, user-submitted questions and kind of get your perspective on them. Um, Kate's a bit of a, I guess, high school expert and also has been at uni for a couple of years, um, so has some very interesting insights. So number one, Kate, straight off the bat, um, we've got what's some real advice, real capitalised, what's some real advice for managing and organising all you have to do in year 12? Obviously, a lot of different things will come at you in year 12, so what's your advice there? Oh, damn, I was going to give some fake advice there, (laughs) but... Uh, so, I mean, it really depends on what you would want to achieve out of year 12, but I'd say a couple of key points are speak to your teachers Mm -hmm. because, you know, they've got some great experience and they'll have helped so many other students through VCE. Mm -hmm. Uh, So they'll be able to give you some great advice. Uh, you should also experiment with your study techniques and learning techniques, find things that work for you and don't be afraid to change them around. Mm -hmm. Uh, also know what your strongest and weakest subjects are. I think, you know, take the time to learn uh, what you do best and that sort of thing. And, you know, it's, it doesn't make as much sense if you dedicate five hours to your strongest subject when you're not dedicating any time to your weakest subject. Uh, and also, I'd say probably one of my uh, biggest tips would be take things like at one day at a time or one week at a time. Yep. Because if you zoom out, it gets really overwhelmed when you say, oh, no, I've got so many sacks or assessments. But uh, really, if you just look at the week that you have coming up, it's quite achievable if you break it down. Uh, and also, don't give up your personal time. Keep on playing sport. Uh, take time to hang out with your friends. Uh, pursue whatever leisurely activities you like. Uh, you might have to make adjustments in your personal timetable, but never neglect uh, the non-school side of things. Yeah, cool. Um, so you're saying that it's important to kind of have an understanding of what works for you and what doesn't work for you, which I totally agree with. I think having that kind of meta understanding of how you study best or work best, mm-hmm. it's really important. Um, just as a kind of personal question, what did work best for you? So did you have particular study techniques that you usually uh, rested on or, or how did that work for you? Yeah, well, for me, I found that the best uh, techniques were... Uh, centered around summarizing and writing down a lot of people I was friends with uh, like taking notes on their laptop but I really like to write things down uh, you know not write it down word for word for whatever the teacher had on the PowerPoint I'd summarize it make it into my own key points because then if I had a sack I could just come back and view those things Uh, so summaries were great for me and also taking the time to link concepts together I think worked really well because it's all well and good to know separate facts but once you see how they all link into the core topic I think it's really easy to then be able to go forward and do your uh, assessment tasks. Awesome. Um, So out of interest have you continued that through university so do you still take your notes like by hand or have you changed it? Yeah well 
I mean, university is a little bit different because obviously there's a lot more content to go through in lectures. Yeah. So I personally take notes with my laptop, but I'm still doing the summarizing the points thing. Uh, and then as I go to exam revision mode, I write down my summaries in a book, uh, you know, and I just write down the key points. I go back to the uh, learning objectives, which are the exact same as what's in uh, your syllabus yep. uh, sort of thing, the key points you need to know. And I summarize based on that. Awesome. Okay, let's move on to the next question. Um, it's a big one. How much are you meant to study in year 12? I think a lot of people at the moment yeah, would have a similar question. Is, um, it's probably the most popular question people would have coming into VCA. And I know that I was asking it a couple of years ago when I did VCA myself. Uh, but unfortunately, there's no magic answer. Uh, you just have to study the amount that makes you feel comfortable and works for you. Mm -hmm. So for some people, that might be a couple of hours a night. Some people, it might just be 30 minutes of light revision. Uh, take some time in the earlier years, you know, year 10, year 11, and even earlier in year 12 when things aren't as serious. Uh, take the time to experiment with your different study times uh, and see what works for you. It's really about finding out your personal style. Uh, I found personally that I didn't really have to do too much regular study from night to night. Uh, I found I just got bored and because I did all my work in class, there was no really no real point to me uh, actually just going over that again. I found it quite boring. Mm -hmm. uh, but then if I had a sack, I would you know, cram, essentially, I was, uh, I found that worked for me. I do a big chunk of study right before an assessment and I found it stayed in my head a lot better than if I was just doing a couple of hours each night. Yeah, it's always been a difficult question for me to answer personally because I think it changes throughout the year. Yeah. Exactly. So obviously if you have a lot of assessments coming up, then you might invest some more time um, for the HSC if you've got trials coming up or then your final HSC exams or if you have a lot of SACs and VCE. Um, it's not the case that it's, you know, always three hours every week or, you know, four hours every week or whatever the case may be. It does change a lot throughout the year. So I guess an extension of that and a logical extension is, Kate, what would you say about practice exams? So a lot of people say, you know, how many practice exams should I do? Should I do five or 10 or 15 or how many? Do you have an answer for that? Uh, again, it's, there's no magic number. I think do the amount that uh, feels comfortable for you, whether that's 30 or 40, whether that's three or four. Uh, I think just find out uh, what works best for you because some people find that practice exams really help them uh, solidify their knowledge, uh, but some people find that practice exams don't really help them. Uh, I think also the answer changes based on the subject you're doing. Uh, I found I didn't really do many practice exams for English because I just didn't find it particularly helpful to write practice essays, whereas I found it more useful to plan an essay out. Uh, and I got a lot more done that way. But obviously, when I did my maths subjects and science subjects, I did a lot more practice exams. Fantastic. Um, so the next question is, should I do a load subjects in either VC or HSC? So I believe you did French. Yes. Would you recommend that and maybe speak about the pros and cons of doing load subjects? Yeah, so I did French from year 7 through to year 12 and I absolutely recommend it uh, if it's at all possible for you to pursue doing a load. Uh, 
uh, it's a fantastic experience. Uh, I definitely have no regrets from doing it. Uh, it was different to all my other subjects that I did and it uses different skills. So, you know, you find that you use a different part of your brain to your other subjects, yep. say like chemistry or uh, methods, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Uh, and it also is giving you a skill that you can use easily uh, and readily outside of school because, you know, language is global, much like, you know, science and maths and that sort of thing is. But if you go traveling, which a lot of people do at the end of year 12, you know, it can sometimes, you know, assuming that you're going to the country that you learnt the language for, it can give you some handy skills. Absolutely. Yeah, I think one of my biggest regrets through high school is probably dropping that language um, too soon. Uh, I felt not that confident with it and therefore didn't pursue it. But uh, I'd really recommend as somebody who didn't do a language or a learnt subject through year 12, I'd recommend even if you don't feel that confident, it's such a good skill, as you were saying, it will really set you up for um, post-year 12. And that's a nice segue into the next question, Kate, which is what's one of the things that you regret about year 12 or, or is there anything that you look back on and do differently if you had the time again? Hard question to answer because I feel like even though there might be things I would do differently given my time again, I'm now really happy with where I'm at with uni and everything. So I can't have too many regrets, but I'd have to say probably the one that sticks out to me is that I regret not making the most of all the opportunities that were available at school. So I wish I had participated in more extracurricular activities while I had the chance and, you know, applied for more leadership positions because it, uh, I think it would have been a great uh, skill builder and it's something good you can put on your resume. And I think it's also a great opportunity to step out of your comfort zone and that sort of thing uh, when the opportunities are really easy for you. Whereas once you leave high school, it can be hard to find those things. Cool. Um, you went to school not in the city, so a little bit um, kind of further out. What would be your advice for people who maybe don't have um, as easy access to things like, you know, lectures or things that are typically in the city. Um, do, do you have any, like, resources or kind of ideas for how they can um, go through kind of self-directed learning or kind of work around that issue for them? Yeah, so I grew up a couple of hours out of Melbourne, so I had to travel for an hour every day uh, to and from school on a bus which, you know, it's, uh, it can be a bit of a struggle compared to the people who live 10 minutes away from school and have so many resources available. Uh, I know I went to the 8R Notes lectures when I was in year 12 and I had to catch the train up, uh, you know, spent the whole day in Melbourne. And really that was just a sacrifice I had to make. Uh, there's no two ways about it. You kind of have to make sacrifices because you haven't got the same resources. Uh, and, you know, people in Melbourne don't necessarily appreciate all that they've got. But, you know, the ATAR Notes forums are also a great resource to have because it connects you with so many other students who are doing similar topics to you who are going through the same sort of thing. Uh, and again, I think teachers are a really great uh, contact point for you because they have so much experience with what they're teaching you and they'll have so many resources for you 
if you just ask them. You're listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. So there's a question here. Did you know what you wanted to do through year 12 or did it kind of come to you later? Was that a big point of anxiety for you or, or were you really set on physio from the start? I think I was pretty lucky in that I went into year 12 really being set on physio. So I didn't have to worry along with worrying about sex and that sort of thing. I didn't have to worry about choosing my courses in VTAC and that sort of thing. Uh, I was lucky enough to do work experience in year 10 at the local hospital. Mm -hmm. uh, And I did it with the allied health team. So I got to see what the physios did and you know, occupational therapists and that sort of thing. And it really appealed to me. Before that, I was considering medicine. Uh, my whole family works in healthcare, so it's something I've been exposed to from a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought medicine might be right for me. But then when I looked at what the physios were doing, I was like, you know what? I could see myself doing this in a couple of years' time. And it looked like something that was really rewarding and you know, I never really seriously considered myself being a doctor and I couldn't see it that well in the future, but mm-hmm. I could definitely see myself being a physio. Uh, do you have any advice for those people who maybe don't have such a clear idea of what they want to do? Yeah, well, a lot of my friends were like that. They didn't really know what they wanted to do and some of them still don't really know what they want to do yeah. two years out of high school. I, mm-hmm. I'd say... Uh, it's not the end of the world if you don't know what you want to do. You're 17, 18, and a lot of people change their career anyway uh, multiple times. I think the statistics are saying you change your career like seven mm, times in yeah. your life or something like that. So I'd say don't stress. Take the time to research a lot of courses. Think about what you're interested in as a whole. And perhaps if you're not sure of any specific interest, look at a general course that you might find interesting for you. Uh, I think that's about it, really. You know, you've just sort of got to do a bit of research, see what appeals to you. And it might be that you end up going into a course and deciding that it's not what you thought it was and you end up transferring. Uh, That's an experience that a lot of people have. And I don't think people should be too stressed about not knowing what they want to do. Yeah, and that's actually a good point that you bring up. I think transferring uni is something that seems, you know, quite foreign at the moment to a lot of people. But honestly, once you get into a particular university, kind of switching between courses isn't that difficult. Um, so obviously you need kind of like a minimum grade level. But in terms of logistics, it's not a huge thing. It's nothing really to concern yourself too much about. I have friends who have transferred, you know, two, three, four different times throughout their degrees. Um Great. So here's a bit of a more general question for you. How can you balance making money and also studying effectively and getting the goals or the ATAR that you want um, through maybe year 11 or or year 12? Well, I think uh, year 11 and year 12 were a great time to get yourself started in a part-time job. I started in a part-time job at the start of year 12. And I think the great thing to remember is most of us don't have to pay for groceries in VCE, so you don't have to stress too much about your money. So if you have to tell your employer that you need to take a couple of weeks off work, it's not the end of the world. Uh, And really, your employers should be understanding. They should value education and either question what they're doing if they are telling you to work over over getting your VCE or HSC. Uh, I think VCA is also a great time to work on your budgeting. So 
you're working out, oh, you know, maybe I'll split 50% of my income this week into expendable income, whatever you want to mm-hmm. buy it on. And I'll put 50% towards my savings, perhaps for schoolies, perhaps for the future. Yep. Uh, and I think it's also a great time to talk to your parents about uh, what they do in the family budget and that sort of thing. And it's uh, great for not only the future, but particularly when you're at university, if you're living out of home, that sort of thing. Can be, uh, your parents are a great resource. Fantastic. Well, thank you so much, Kate. That's all we have time for today. But both Kate and I will be on the ATONOTES forums. If you have any questions at all about BCE, HSC, uni, time management, study skills, literally anything at all, then feel free to jump on and, and ask us follow-up questions. But that aside, thank you so much, Kate, for your time. Thanks for listening to the ATAR Notes podcast. For more free resources, hit up atarnotes.com.